You're listening to Touch the Line Podcast. Focused on leadership, culture, and building a team. Here's your host, Evan Silver. All right, I'm excited about the podcast today because I have my friend Jules Molina on the show today. Jules wears a lot of different hats, which she'll talk about in her conversation, but she is my team leader for the front desk division for Summit Consulting. She is one of the most positive people, so motivated, and so I had to get her on the podcast to have a conversation with her. So let's go ahead and jump into this interview. Here's my conversation with Jules Molina. Jules, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm glad we got this time together. I am so excited. You you wear a lot of different hats. Kind of tell a snapshot of your story, who you are, and what you do. Because again, you do a lot. You do it all very well, by the way. Uh, Why, thank you, good sir. Um, So snapshot of who I am. Well, I am um, just Jules. I am a team leader for Summit Salon Business Center, um, which is an amazing consulting company that I have the pleasure of being a shareholder of and um, the leader of the front desk division. So it's beyond an honor. Um, I'm behind the chair full time and I am a stylist behind the chair with an associate. So that's um, exciting. Every week is like something new. And I'm a shareholder of, of my salon company as well. So yeah, those are just some of the hats that I wear, but those are um, some big hats that I wear. Yeah, very large hats. A lot of our listeners probably don't know a couple of things. I want to get some clarity on that. What When you say a shareholder, what is a shareholder in your salon company? What does that look like? A shareholder in my salon company, really what that looks like is when you get to a certain place in, we have levels, right? So levels of achievement based on the demand of time. And when you get to a certain place, you now get the opportunity to buy into the company and buy stock into the company and be a part of that journey. So I have done that with my salon company as well as Summit Salon Business Center. Wow. That's awesome. If you're a salon owner right now, the light bulbs are probably going off like, what? That can be an option? And you can go to summitsalon.com to find out more information. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what is an associate? So an associate is, I call them my partner in crime. They are my right hand and left hand person at times, sometimes both hands. And so we work together on our guests. So it might look like I'm doing the front of the head as far as foils or highlights or whatever it might be. And they're working through the back. They're doing my finishes. It's a beautiful collaboration between each other where they're working at the same time I'm working on the same guest. They are my equal, right? So they are my equal. They are not my assistant. They are not to be used. They are to be taught. And that I I love having associates. I love, I look at them like you are the next leader of this industry and the next leader of this company potentially. So when you look at them that way, um, you look at them a little differently. Absolutely. And what I love about the educators, and I say this in our own salon company, is who you're teaching now, those people are going to remember you, Jules. You know, They're going to be in the industry for 20 and 30 years and think back. If it wasn't for Jules, 
I wouldn't be where I am. And like something like that for me would be so fulfilling, leaving a legacy and empowering the next generation to be way more professional in a, in an industry that tends not to be that professional. I mean, that's just reality. So I love that you're doing that. You're a very positive person. That is the one thing when I first met you, you're very positive. What motivates you and keeps you positive? Have you always been a positive person your entire life? Or is it something that you realize like, this is something that I just need to change my thoughts? I wish I could say I woke up one day and was like, I am a Care Bear full of positivity. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, that's not the way that it worked. Um, For me, it was, I had some men, I have some mentors in my life that forced me to start to see a different perspective um, because I was like, when I got out of beauty school and certain places, I was, I was a victim of my own device, right? Like I was in my own head with a lot of things. Um, it was very easy for me to naturally be like, Oh my gosh, my, what was me? I can't believe this happened to me. And I had somebody tell me about the secret, which is a book about, yes. Yeah. I love it. And it's about manifestation and positive affirmations. And I actually practice it every single day. I have apps on my phone that shoot off affirmations and manifestations every single day because I've learned that that has to be a part of my life as if I was losing it all. So now that's like where I walk in. Um, But it was like, it was like working out almost. You had to work out your mind to get in the place of seeing that. That's really great. And I love that you talk about mentors in your life. I feel like that's something that we go through life and a lot of people just don't have mentors. I didn't have mentors till I actually had one in a company. And I'm like, I can't go without a mentor or a leader. Being a business owner, the one thing I realized three weeks before I made the transition into our company, I realized, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have anyone leading me. So what would you tell, what's some advice you would give leaders or what is something that maybe you're telling yourself? Because we're in the middle of a pandemic. We've been shut down before. It's kind of ramping back up. Salon owners across the country, or small business owners across the country are like, are we going for another shutdown? What's the future hold? What would some advice you would have, or what would you tell yourself for leaders to stay positive during this time? Honestly, you don't get the choice to not be. Oh, you like, I know, I know that's, that's so like, good, it's Jill. real talk, real so life. <laughs> I mean, the moment I take, I take leadership so seriously in the sense of, even with my associates, I always tell myself, and I've told them, I got six months to get you trained to be the best version of you in six months to be on the floor. That's what all I get. So we're not going to come in here and dilly dally. It's game time, right? So that's the mentality that I tend to usually live with leadership is the same thing. I like to have fun. But the moment that you agreed to becoming a leader or owning your own salon and spa company was the moment you lost the right to no longer get to show up for somebody else. (laughs) Jules, that's so good. 
So great. Uh, if you're, you need to be writing this down. If you're listening to this, unless you're driving, don't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> that is so good. You do not have, you, you don't have the right. No, no, because as I believe as leaders and I'm still work in progress, right? Like I'm still figuring a lot of this stuff out. Um, but as leaders, you know, we show up for other people and other people rely on us to show up for them. And that's a huge weight to carry. And if that's not something that you thought you could carry, you know, you should have thought about that before you said yes to the dress, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) because it's like, you really don't know what you're capable of until you're put into a circumstance where you have to show up for somebody, you know, man, that is, that, that was good. You just took us to church right there. And I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer positivity will change a culture, will change a a room. It will change you in the way that you think. So there's a bus or there's a a book called The Energy Bus. Have you read The Energy Bus by John Gordon? Okay. It's got really, really great principles. It's really, really easy to read. So if you are a leader, that is a great book to start off with. Why positivity is such a vital part of leadership. And a lot of people think of leadership as, oh, I'm in the role where I get to tell everybody what to do. And I'm like, ah, yeah, you could, you know, you, you do have the right to, to do that. But man, if you have a positive attitude and can serve people, come on, like you're going to buy so much equity with your staff, your team or whoever you lead. So you're, you're leading um, in many different roles. Let's focus on the associates. Like what, what are you looking for an associate when you are hiring an associate? Are there certain things you're looking for? Oh yeah, for sure. I always look for nice people. That's like the very first thing I'm looking for nice people. And I'm a little different when it comes to hiring associates for myself. Each of us uh, at my salon company, there's five of us that train associates and each of us have a little bit of you know, change on how we look for people, but I look for the person that is the nicest person. And I, if I were to have a whole room of individuals, I would look at the person that I see the most potential in that could possibly be the most broken. And I want them. That's really good. So like I, cause I'm like, Oh, I, I, it's not about fixing them. It's about showing them the potential that is where the golden nuggets are. And so if I have a room of people of associates, I'm looking at the one that's not making eye contact. I'm looking at the one that I could see the goodies in and and that's who I want. Yeah. Looking for the gold in someone that others might not see. Oh, that's really good. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm so glad I asked that question because I had it on our list and I was like, "Ah, I I might get to it, but I'm so glad I asked. That was, I think that opened opened up my eyes. Hopefully if you're listening to this and you're a a small business owner or a leader, like I think a lot, especially in our industry, people are looking for the technical skill and I'm like, "Eh, we'll we'll teach that, you know, like (laughs) we're in, you know, I've always said we're looking for the humble, hungry, hardworking, nice, coachable people. If you can be those five things, you'll work. Another thing I've been saying, because this has happened in the past, I tell associates, I'm like, try to stay away from these two words because they will hold you back 
And those are the words I know. Mm-hmm. Say the words I know. I know. I know. I know. It's like, well, what are you doing here if you know everything? <laughs> so <laughs> I, I say that. Arrived. <laughs> I go ahead and smash that like before. It's like, hey, just stay away from those. Those are going to hold you back from growing. But we were we were talking before we started recording, and I kind of want to go back to it. Yeah, we we're talking about, I watched a Rachel Hollis conference with, his name was E.T. I can't remember his full name. I'll I'll put it in the description of the podcast. But he was talking about this time we're going through in the pandemic. This was back earlier this year. And he was talking about how this was a time for leaders. This is what we have prepared for. And how this is a time of like, why don't we listen to podcasts and read books? And this is a time for leaders to stand up and lead. You went through, I mean, with kind of the same thing with me through the consulting, through the, you know, being a, a shareholder in your own with dealing with guests to, I mean, you have so many different hats. Were those words that you knew before that you're like, you know what, this is time for me to rise up and be a leader, or I can get in the fetal position, which would be sometimes I was in the fetal position, but <laughs> I did those behind closed doors where I'm like, what am I going to do? So elaborate a little bit, like what that was like with you as a stylist, as a consultant, as a team leader, and all the other hats during the pandemic. Yeah, I like everybody else, every leader had that moment of fetal position. You just don't get to live there long. You know, you get a moment, (laughs) right, as we say. Um, But I am somebody where when pressure is put on, I actually thrive in that environment. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm made for this. Let's go. And I might epically fail as I'm doing, like walking in that, but I, I'm a fighter, right? Like I, I, that's who I am. I will continue to fight through adversity. And I say that with the most humble heart, but the thing I would say with the pandemic that showed me was I was like, I would get up every morning, do my jam. And then I would be like, here's the deal. Like, I've got to create something. I've got to move something. I've got to do something. And that's what I did. So whether it was checking in with my team, sending them handwritten cards, you know, doing a Zoom with my team and just chatting and connecting, that was a vital piece for me, um, for them. And that was how I dealt with, like, working through the pandemic. And then first Summit Salon Business Center as a team leader there, a program came out of it, like a really amazing program that has sold out um, since we've been back. And my mentality was like, how can I help create a program that's going to provide a quality of life for my front desk division team in case we really get shut down? What can I do that will serve them and serve the beauty industry well? That's, that's really what I did during quarantine to stay focused and to stay on it. Yeah. I, I mean, this podcast came out of quarantine coming out of quarantine in our company. It was almost like we were starting a new company, but we had customers and we had staff. So we're like, Hey, what are some changes that we've been wanting to do? 
and we made those changes. We went to seven days a week. We went to true split shifting. So we came out stronger on the other side. So I think utilizing that, what we say in our industry, the white space, you know, white space on your calendar is when you might have an opening or a cancellation. You could basically get in the back room and scroll on Instagram and spend your time, or you can invest it. And you could follow up with your guests. You could write cards. You can get out on the floor and help other people. So I love that you are spending that time to invest in your team. So Jules, you love quotes. You post this on social media. You share them all the time. I love quotes as well. So what are your three favorite quotes? I have three that are literally always around me. And one is by Rachel Hollis. And it says, you have gone through worse and you are still here. Keep going. Yes. That one got me through quarantine. Loved it. Um, My other one as a leader and one of my mentors said this to me. And let me tell the preface real quick on this one, because I, I look at my mentors and I'm like, I want to emulate you. I want to be I want to lead the way you want to, you lead. And I heard this quote from one of my mentors and it changed the way I lead forever. And she said, when you lead a team out of your style, it will never be right. Ah, I like that. When you lead a team out of your style, it will never be right. Yeah. And so that, that quote helps me stay grounded in you lead your team the way that is your style. Yes. Not somebody else's, but in your way. I feel that that, that connects with me as like a communicator because I'll see a great communicator and I'm like, oh, I want to, I want to be like them, but their style's not really my style, you know? Right. That's really good. I like that one. That's a good one, right? I love that one. I, and that one I read often. It's right in front of me. And then the other one that I read is, um, by Peter Mahoney, who's always has fabulous things to say. Yes. And he says, we don't follow leaders. We follow people who lead. Why? Because they inspire us and we don't follow them for them. We actually follow them for us because by following those people, we find more about ourselves and they inspire us to go out into the world and make a difference. Oh, come on, Peter. I love that. Yes. So those are the three quotes that I interchange in different spaces. You know, like as a leader, sometimes you need to have some beautiful words by other people to keep you going. And those are the three people, um, Rachel Hollis, Melissa Young, and Peter Mahoney are the three that I have right now that are in the front of my deck. Yes. I, lo- I love that about Summit. And the first, I, I was interviewing, I got hired, and then I went to the staff retreat like before I really did anything. And as soon as I went to the staff retreat, I heard all of this leadership talk, especially like from Peter and Glenn. And, uh, and I was just like, I sat there and I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I love. I love leadership. I love culture. I love being a part of a company that is teaching it and living it out. I love that. And Jules, as we wrap up, I want to say thank you to you because you are such a great leader. This is what I love about Jules, if you're listening. I love having a a leader. I love having somebody uh, above me that will call me out. 
I love it. I'm trying to do that in my own salon company to let people know, like, you can call me out if I do something wrong or if I could have done something better. And I have one or two that will do that. That's a culture that doesn't just change overnight. But I love having someone above me. You inspire me. If there's things that need to be in order, you will do it in a very kind way. And I appreciate that. So I want to say thank you. I don't know if I've ever said thank you, but I really do appreciate you leading the uh, front desk division of Summit and coming on the podcast. I really appreciate that and all that you do. Uh, Evan, it was my pleasure. And Evan, I joined on this podcast because I was listening to this. I'm like, Evan, yes, keep going out there and keep spreading that out there like it's candy. Like you're doing an amazing job. So keep it up in every facet of your life. Well, thank you. I literally, I realize how many people around me are no leadership and no culture. And I'm like, I've got resources. I should just bring them on and record them and put it out for everyone to hear. So it's a little glimpse into my life, I guess. <laughs> it looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jules, thank you so much for being on Touch the Line podcast, and we will definitely have you back, all right? Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Touch the Line podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel wherever you're listening.